see, I just, if I could just live up to some of that, I'll be doing real good. Amen. God bless you. I wanted to hide. I always do. Amen. I got a couple scriptures. Uh, and if God, uh, if God chooses to move through this, he will. And if, and if he doesn't, then it'll just be a flop. Amen. Amen. Luke 19 and 40. I want to, uh, let me, let me do the, uh, yeah, Luke 19 and 40, and then I've got one other scripture, Nehemiah 4, uh, 1 and 2, amen. Bless you, I wouldn't be in a, I wouldn't go to a dead church, uh, and you don't have to go to one either, hallelujah, I'd, I'd figure out a way to get out of there as quick as I could, hallelujah, Jesus called us lively stones, Amen. And so I've just, I've just got to be where God's moving. And the smoke won't do. It's got to be some fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Luke 19 and verse 40. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Now, if you know the setting here, Jesus was coming in to Jerusalem on the donkey on Palm Sunday. The Pharisees thought it was a little noisy, a little too wild, a little too crazy. And they wanted to get Jesus to cause those people to settle down, quiet down, be a little bit more dignified. And this is what brought on this response. If these people hold their peace, then the stones will immediately cry out. Nehemiah 4, chapter 4 verses 1 starting at verse 1 through 2 but it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews verse 2 amen and he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said what do these feeble Jews will they fortify themselves will they sacrifice will they make an end in a day will they Revive in my Bible. I have this underlined. Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Hallelujah! I'd like to preach to you just a little while. Amen. Right around twelve, a little bit after twelve, we're going to be done here. All right. Amen. My title is simply "Let the Stones Cry Out." Let the stones cry out. Let's put our Bibles down. Clap our hands one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated, and I know you pretty much, I don't take a long time building a foundation. Most of you are knowledgeable about these scriptures and what's happening here. Amen. Just as Nehemiah had a burden to rebuild the broken walls of Jerusalem, Amen. We should desire, we should have, and we ought to have a desire to rebuild broken lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Of people who live around us and folks that we rub shoulders with. Amen. We need these things in order to get this work accomplished. We need a concerned leader. 
Amen. Somebody that preaches revival. Somebody won't settle for less. Amen. Number two, we need a cooperating king. I think so far we good. We got that part. Amen. And number three, we need a challenged people. Amen. It won't be easy. In fact, it will look Amen. The way we figure it, it'll just literally be impossible. But with the help of the Lord, I believe that we can pull this thing off. I believe we can let this community know, amen, that there is a God and that he does care, amen, and he does hear and answer. I choose to believe the word of the Lord, folks, amen. His, amen, his ear is not heavy that he cannot hear, amen. His arm is not short that he won't reach down and save, amen. So, so we have to have a few things in order. The walls of Jerusalem, Amen. We're in despair. You know the story here. Amen. The word came to Nehemiah that the the the, the recently completed temple. Now he was in he was a captive, all right? Amen. But the word came. They had completed the temple back in Jerusalem, but it was vulnerable to the enemy's attack. Amen. And the report was brief and to the point. The remnant in Jerusalem was in trouble. All right. We just go to the point. All right. With that, this world is in trouble, folks. Hallelujah. The captives were living lives. Amen. Of captivity. They were in calamity. They were a disgrace to their own people and they were living in shame. This is the perfect description of people in our own country, in our own neighborhoods today. Amen. We're not going to pretend that it's not real. Amen. People have problems. They have problems trouble. Amen. They have they have problems that they don't know the answer to. But I'm telling you today, we're just going to keep preaching about a God, amen, that can answer every problem. Amen. He knows the answer. He cannot fail. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They were broken, crushed, and they were without fulfillment. Their problems were not imaginary, folks. It was real. Very clear in the scripture. But but there's good news. Luke 19 and 40 in our scripture. Amen. He said, I tell you, if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Who are we talking about? We're talking about people who are in trouble. I, you know, there's a little bit of apprehension, a little bit of scare, a little fear in me that uh, if I'm a stone, Amen. If if I'm just if I'm just hanging around and I don't worship and praise, see people take praise and worship as an option. You know, we come to the house of the Lord and there's people who, well, I just like the word. Just give me the word. You know, but there's if we read the scripture uh, and if you've got just a little bit of understanding, you know, there is praise and worship. In fact, it started with the angels. <laughs> the angels worship God. 24-7, amen, worshiping and praising him. And then the first people that came on the scene, they learned early on to worship. Do you know that the, the, the armies of Israel, they won battles. They fought and won battles through praise and worship. We talk about it a lot. I know that the marching, the orders, you know, to take Jericho, go march around the city, amen, do it every day, and on the last day, do it seven times. And well, all, those, all of that was part of it, but it was building up to one thing, amen, amen. When you get done on that last day and that last loop and that last round around the city, amen, that's walled and well fortified, God's command was to 
to shout and blow the trumpet. What was that? That was praise and worship to God. Then and only then did the walls come down. Hallelujah. Listen, we've got walls. Amen. We've got places that's so fortified we can't break through them. Amen. But there is a plan and it's acted out over and over and over in the scripture. I told somebody the other day, you know, when I keep, you know, the Bible said out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. In other words, I just can't pick a scripture here and there. You know, like believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's, your, that's in the Bible. And, oh, that's it. Then you just forget everything else. There's too much other scriptures in there that I have to put together. But when I see these things over and over, like praise and worship, amen, the enemy, amen, is brought to a standstill. And the angel of the Lord comes down and he pulls his sword out, amen, and he whips the enemy and beats them back while God's people are just praising, amen, and shouting and giving him glory. Then after a while, it dawns on me. Oh, yeah, that's what the psalmist said when he said, praise him on the drums, praise him on the cymbals, praise him on the stringed instruments. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, that does mean me. And so I can't just stand or sit in a church, amen, where they have a praise team that's leading us in praise. I can't find an excuse to not praise. That's how victories are won. That's how we overcome the enemy. That's how we overpower this unruly flesh that has to be conquered. We do it through praise and worship. Now, now to have right, proper worship, here's what we gotta get. Listen, we have to have, we have to have the right thing to praise. We have to get focused on the object of our praise. You can just go out and just praise, but if you don't know who you're praising or what you're praising, you're not going to accomplish anything. Let me stop and let that soak in a little bit. It's very, very vital and important to a Christian to have the, the object of our praise very clearly in front of us. Jesus was trying to get that message across in the Gospels. When he asked the disciples, he was just with them there. And he said, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Well, they have answers just like a lot of Christians today. Well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah that's, you know, been called back. And some say this. Okay, but Jesus was not satisfied. Hey, y'all, listen, I'm so glad I know that there's one God. Amen. God Almighty, he manifests himself in human flesh. He didn't become a second person, amen. We don't have to worry about a third something flying around. No, 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 he manifests himself. Aren't you glad you know who he is? It's important to him that you know who he is. Hey, well, men say you this and men say you that, but Jesus said, but whom do you say that I am? Old Peter, old Simon Peter, amen. He immediately, he couldn't, he couldn't stop his mouth. I mean, boom, boom, just came out. Amen. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. 
Amen. In other words, thou art the Messiah. You're the one we've been praying for and believing for and hearing about all of our lives. Amen. You know what Jesus said? Simon Barjona, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Oh, thank God for, listen, if we ever need a move of the Spirit, it is now. Amen. But Brother Green, there's a lot smarter men than I am that hadn't got it yet. There's a lot better educated people than we are that don't get it yet. Why? Amen. Amen. Because flesh and blood cannot do this for you. You can't get educated enough. You can't go to school enough. You can't get enough letters behind your name. Amen. It is a work of the Spirit. It was the Spirit that revealed that to you, Peter. You are the Christ. So we need to get the focus right on the right thing. We can all get our hands up. I've been to places where we just, you know, the, the singing. Listen, don't get me wrong. I believe worship and singing is good. I remember, I'm old enough, y'all, I hate to tell you this. I'm old enough to remember when all of this was taboo. You, you, it was only the holy rollers that did this. You couldn't get loud. It wasn't dignified, you know, so you had to sit down and shut your mouth. It was called honor and respect for God in his house. So in other words, they equated silence and quietness and deadness with respect and honor. None of that's biblical, but that's kind of the trend. That's kind of what it was. But now, folks, listen, you can turn the TV on and you can see people praising and waving their hands. You can see people talking in tongues and, 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 you know, shouting and dancing. You can get that anywhere. You can go up or down the road here and you can find it with people just giving praise. They got their little praise singers. I'm not mocking this, please. I hope my spirit's right. I'm just trying to preach and get something across to you. Amen. Listen, we can be praising and we can be, it can all be a show. We can do it because it does say it and anybody with a half a brain can read that in the scripture. Praise him on the drums, praise him in the dance. You know, shout, make a joyful noise. All that's in there. But who is it that we are praising? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> it's important to Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You know, I was on this last week. I don't know. Can I just kind of get on this Jesus, one God, apostolic? Just a little bit more. I was in Austin, Texas, and I thought it was just, listen, people's getting this everywhere. People's understand this. Back several years ago, I was in a church, not one of our churches, but there was a guy. He wasn't one of us. I, I just call him like a charismatic emerging. That, the emerging word wasn't used back then, but it's kind of the same thing. But this guy had a Ph.D. in Greek and Hebrew. I'm just telling you something that throws us off. If you want to talk about who he is and who we're worshiping and the object of our worship, to have true worship, you got you to get this part right here. This is, where the, this is where the power is. This is where the authority is. You scatter it out. Y'all know the guy. Y'all know the church I went to. I told you about it. I, you know, before we got church started, I was going to church somewhere, and I was just visiting everywhere I could, and this guy just had this long story uh, to his people, sweet people, you know, nice looking congregation. I sat way in the back, I'm just a guest, and he got on to him really strong about not praying to the Holy Spirit enough. And we gotta divide this out. He said, you are hurting 
you are offending the Holy Spirit. And so when you pray, don't forget to pray to the Father. And then you pray to the Son equal time. But you don't forget the Spirit. And we have to pray to the Holy Spirit. Get it all divided up so we can be equal and nobody gets offended. That's the kind of doctrine that's out there in the world. <clears throat> in the world. That's what's out there. All right? So we got to, you know, the Bible says mark these people that cause division. That sounds like division to me. Hallelujah. So I'm just, I'm just sounding the horn here. But anyway, Dr. Roy Blizzard, you mean he, he just had all the kind of edu, all the education he needed. And this is going to scare some of you. And y'all are going to think, oh, my God. But, but listen, hear me out. He, again, he wasn't one of us. He said nowhere in the Bible he could read, amen, the Greek and the Hebrew just right out of the original, read it right out. You know, and he says nowhere in the Bible does it have, anywhere does it say son of God. Got quiet. I thought it would. <laughs> now, we do believe in the Son of God. Amen. But he had my attention. I was listening. I was, you know, I was listening real close already, but then I really started listening close. You know, when you change languages, some words mean more than one thing. It's like and means even. When it says God and Jesus, well, it could be God, even Jesus. But we were so stuck in Catholicism by this time and so well entrenched, they decided to use and in some of those places where it would look like an extra one. God and Jesus. Well, that makes means two. But Dr. Roy Blizzard said, no place does it say son of God. He says, now it's a word that can be used as son of God. So that's what they, choose. they chose to use son of God. It means form of God. It means flesh of God. It's a word that can mean image of God. And it does use that somewhere in the scripture. Amen. But when you add son to it, you know, I have a son. So that means he's another person. I'm a son. My dad, I have a son. That means another. So just see the train of thought. You see the direction it makes us just normal, natural people think that way. So it divides it all up. Amen. Jesus is God, the Bible says, manifested in flesh. Not another God, not a second person. He is God. Amen. In fact, that's one of the reasons that the Pharisees took up stones to stone him to death. Amen, because he claimed to be God. Well, guess what? I believe Jesus. If he said he was God, I'll just take that. He was God. They said, we're of Abraham's seed. He said, before Abraham was, I am. Wait a minute, you're just 30 years old. Here he was in flesh, the same God that was back in Abraham's day. Amen. And that's what threw them off. They couldn't have a man walking around among them. Amen. Hallelujah. Claiming to be God. But there he was. Hallelujah. So we need to have the object of our affection, the object of what and who Amen, it is that we're supposed to be worshiping. Amen, and when we call out the name of Jesus, guess what? Amen, we're, we're naming the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen, it's just honed in and focused in. Hallelujah, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. That's why when we get in that watery grave, it's so important to us, Brother Johnson, amen, that when we go down in that name, by the way, amen, that's the only way anybody was ever baptized in the Bible. 
other than John's baptism, but that was in the, under the law. They were still under the law. Amen. But after that, after Jesus died on the cross, directed them right to Jerusalem, to that upper room, and Pentecost happened. Amen. From that time forward, the supreme lamb has shed his precious blood now. Amen. It had covered our sins. And the way you get that, this is my own opinion, when you climb in the waters of baptism, remember when he hung on the cross? Amen. And that soldier's thrust him through the side. Guess what? Out of his side. It's just like Eve came out of Adam's side. You know what the church is? The church is the bride of Jesus Christ. The bride of God. Amen. Amen. And when blood and water came out. Amen. The blood, when we get in the waters of baptism, some of y'all need to hear me. When we get in, it's just not just some nice thing to do. Amen. It's, oh, oh, listen. Listen, we don't provide soap to go in there either because it's not about cleansing your flesh. It's, it's a good conscience. Amen. Just out of obedience to what God said. Amen. Paul talked about being buried with him. Oh yeah, and by the way, it never said them. Buried with him in baptism. That's where the blood of Jesus Christ, that spotless lamb, amen, is added to your life. That's why when you come out of the water of baptism, things are going to be different. Amen. This is why, folks, I'm scared. Let me just be plain. I'm a little bit too plain. Amen. But, but listen, I wouldn't hurt anybody's feelings. I, I, I pray that I have a good spirit. I'm, I'm here to help. But this is why I'm so scared, Sister Nikki, of these people that get the Holy Ghost and they're in these various denominations and the Holy Ghost is just some nice, uh, oh, yeah, that's not, no, no, no. No, we need the Holy Ghost. And then you be baptized. Listen, again, it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm hammering, but I'm not. But we need to understand. I'm trying to reach for somebody here. Amen. Jesus, nobody, Peter, when, when, when they all prayed through at Cornelius' house, he didn't say, oh, it, w- it would be nice if you wanted to be baptized. The Bible said he commanded them. Now, remember, he had the keys to the kingdom. If you want to get in the kingdom, Jesus had handed him the keys. So Peter can unlock the door to get you inside. What is the kingdom of God? Paul said it's not meat and drink, but it's peace and righteousness and joy in the Holy Ghost. You want the Holy Ghost? Amen. Just go to the man, amen, that Jesus handed the keys to. Hallelujah. You know what else he said? Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to give you some authority and some power here. Let's just nail this thing down a little bit more. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth, I'm going to bind it in heaven. In other words, Jesus said, I'm going to stand with you. Whatever you loose on earth, I'm in heaven, but I'm going to loose that too. I'm going to back you up every step of the way. Amen. When those folks on Pentecost, amen, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Guess what? There's folks that even say Peter messed up. Man, he just messed up. I'd rather believe what Jesus said than I had. No, no, no. Hey, listen. The Bible said Peter stood up. Read it closely. Peter stood up with the 11. John was standing up. Doubting Thomas, who wasn't doubting anymore. He stood up. 
What did that mean? That means that every one of them were in agreement, amen, at Peter's sermon that day. Told them what to do, how to be baptized, amen, how to receive this gift. Let me tell you something. Listen, if you don't hear this preached, guess what? You probably won't get it. You know why there's not a Holy Ghost revival in this country, amen, in Christian churches? Because it's not important enough for the preacher to say, you need it, you gotta have it. It's just, in other words, it's just some nice thing to do. Oh, yeah, that's a, you talking to, ooh, that's nice. Thank God you did because if you don't do it, you, mm. <laughs> Why not do it? Oh, it's available? Oh, great, fantastic. Where is it at? That's the attitude, but we've been preached enough fear We've been preached enough doubt in so many ways. Ooh, watch out for that. Ooh, the fear will stop you in your track spiritually. There was a guy called me one time. I've told this story. I'm sorry if you've heard it. Maybe somebody hadn't heard it. He kept, he, he, I never met the guy. Never got to talk to him on the phone. Seems, sounded like a young guy. And he said, you're a pastor. I said, yes, I am. And uh, he said, I keep, reading in the Bible about all of this baptism, people getting baptized. He said, could you tell me anything about baptism? I said, well, you know, actually I can. I can talk to you about that. I know a little bit about it. And I said, well, you know, do you go to, he said, yes, I do. And my pastor says, I don't need to worry about that. I still don't know what church he went to. I just know this kind of stuff's out there. Christians, Amen. And so I began to, you know, I began to go, you know, from front to back. And I said, all I can do is just show you scriptures. Now, if you just, you know, people want to just ignore that, well, they can't. So I went from every place where they were commanded to be baptized and, you know, encourage, hey, get in the water, get baptized, how to be baptized, the whole deal. And I said, I'll be glad to do that for you. Amen. But I called him back a couple days later, and I'm going to tell you something. And y'all have to watch, every, every one of you, you got to be careful of this right here. Somebody will come to you and say, ooh, be careful with those folks. For preaching the truth, for quoting more scriptures, for talking about one God. Didn't the, Here, O Israel, all I got is one Lord. Jesus said, I'm him. Unless you believe I am he, you shall die in your sins. I, I'm, I'm using scripture. But it happens, folks. Let me tell you. I was telling, uh, I think I said Bobby and Connie uh, the other day, I said, the, the, the biggest problem we're going to have and we've ever had is not drugs, it's not people committing adultery, it's not lust, it's not stealing. No, no. The biggest problem we face is tradition. Is it in the Bible or is it a tradition? Anyway, this guy, I finally got a hold of him. He was scared. To, I couldn't see him. I'm on the phone, but he was scared. I could just, you know how you, well, he wasn't like he was a few days earlier asking me questions. And, and I said, sir, if I remember right, you're the one that called me and you were quoting scriptures and you were asking me about baptism and I just simply gave you scriptures. It didn't matter. I said, well, he said, I talked to my pastor. I said, well, what did he say? He said, you can't be any more saved than saved. 
In other words, we're just going to believe on the Now, if you take the believe on the Lord Jesus Christ scripture, it's a Bible study here. Then that is in the Bible. But does that mean you do that and then leave out everything else? Does that one scripture overpower and overrule every experience that took place? That's what you have to do to believe that. He said, I can't be doing So I ended up, you know, I know the Bible said, he that wins souls is wise. I wasn't, apparently, I, I fell below that line. You know, we hung up the phone. I never heard or that I know of or saw that guy again. Amen. Fear. You know, you can be scared of something that's good for you. Scared of truth. And it will stop you or drive you out. Listen, listen, I'm praying right now that a hunger for God's word. God, give me a hunger for truth. Let me look at this myself. I'm not, I, don't, I don't even want you to trust me. I don't want you to even believe me. I want you to ask me every question you possibly can. And there will be some of them I'm pretty sure I won't be able to answer. But there's a few things that I do know because God keeps saying it over and over and over and over and over. After a while, I'm okay, God, I hear you. Not only I'm just getting it, I'm going to preach it. And it's not really popular either. And y'all are quiet. We need to figure out who this is when we get a hand up that we're praising. It can't just be a little bit over here and a little bit over there and maybe so. No, no, when, when the revelation comes that he is God Almighty. That's why, the, that's why Paul said whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Giving thanks. and We're not leaving the Father out. <laughs> because he is the name. It is the name that's above every name. At that name, every tongue shall confess. Why? Because he's God. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I got to give you one scripture. I didn't intend for this to be a doctoral scripture. Amen. I got my regular old Bible here. Amen today. They don't have my, don't have my, my iPad here. Hallelujah. Let me get to it here in a minute. This just seems like old time. Hallelujah. Well, look at this right here. We're talking about, I didn't intend to do this. Y'all, yep, I know. Let's stand together, why don't we? That way I'll make sure that I. You know, somebody's wondering why many, you know, why we got so much sin in the church and all. Let me, let me, let me, let me just be really, really just straightforward with us about sin. You know, I, I, can't, I can't call a board meeting. I can't call an elders meeting. We can't make more rules, more standards, stronger standards to get people to stop sinning. That's been mistaken. There's been organizations that did that. Well, we're just going to make the rule harder, make it tough. You don't do that. There has to be something that takes place in an individual's heart. That's the work of the Spirit. You know? And so, so in fact, I can give you a scripture. I, in 1 Corinthians, don't turn there, but when, when Paul penned the words to the church, he was very strong with them. There was actually a guy sleeping with his mother-in-law or somebody. There was a lot of sin going on, horrible stuff going on in the church at Corinth. Amen. There's fornication going on. And why was all this sin going on in the church? Are, are, are you ready for this answer? 
Let, 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 me, let me just let me tell you exactly what the problem is. All sin flows from replacing God as the central figure in our lives. When you replace God with something, football season's started. You watch people. People will spend all their money to go to, they won't give God $3. I don't have to tell them, I don't have to say they're an idolater and they're, I don't have, you know, you can just look at them like, mm. whatever you, wherever your affection goes, that's probably where your money will go. That's where your time will be. And I don't, we don't have to brag about it here. You know, we spend, there's folks who just spend time at church. Like, oh, man, I mean, I mean you know what, man, they, they love God. Why? Because everything they do is at the church and around the church. They connect it up with the church. Hallelujah. So, so our worship and even salvation, amen, is no more or no less than getting God back in his rightful place as the object of worship in our lives. And when he becomes focused in your life, guess what? It's, this will be your second home. You'll be saying, what can I do around here? Can I get on the cleaning team? Can I get on the grass cutting team? Amen. Can I get on the outreach team, Brother Thompson? What can we do? Can I help write tracks? Can I? What? Well, it doesn't matter. I'd like to teach a Bible study. Y'all got another one of those Bible studies. That, that's proof right there. Amen. But Colossians, the second chapter, told us we better watch out. Amen for various things here. Eighth verse, eighth verse of chapter two of Colossians. Some of y'all need to probably write this down. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men and after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Let that word, that's the focus right there, Christ. All these other things, be careful. But because Christ is the focus right here. Now watch what verse 9 says. For in him, who, who's in Christ? Remember? For in him, in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Not only that, the next verse says, and ye are complete in him, which is the second person in the tri... No, no, that's not what it said. For ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Now, there's a lot of teaching right on down there in all that. But I'll just give you a little something to go on. Aren't you glad you know who he is? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yeah. I might as well. I might as well do it. Amen. This verse 11. Can you skip on down to verse 11? We're going to do 11 and 12, and then we'll be done. All right? I promise you. In whom also ye are circumcised. Wait a minute. We're talking about circumcision. This is the New Testament. Circumcision ended when Jesus came on the scene here. Amen. Circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. How, did you, how does that happen? If you do a reference right here, if you got a reference Bible, it'll take you all the way back to Genesis when Abraham, amen, and God had a covenant made and his covenant was a real physical circumcision. And God said, this covenant is forever. This is going to be a sign of whether you're saved or I'm going to kill you. 
Serious, serious business, this circumcision. Now here's Paul talking about a spiritual circumcision. The circumcision continues. It is forever. But now it's a spiritual. Amen. He says, amen. He says, uh, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Now watch. How do you do that? Verse 12. How do you do that? Amen. Buried with him in baptism. It's all there, folks. How can smart people ignore that? I'm going to tell you how. Either they don't see it or they ignore it. And tradition takes over. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Let me tell you what. Also, when you climb into waters of baptism, it becomes a spiritual circumcision. It is a covenant that God made with Father Abraham, the father of the faithful, it turned into a spiritual thing when the Holy Ghost was given and it just continued. Amen. I'm glad, amen, that I've been spiritually circumcised. How'd that happen? In the water of baptism, when I went down and was buried with him, but I resurrected just like Jesus did to walk in, walk in newness of life. This truth is real. Come on, let's clap our hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I don't get this, amen, I close with this. Some stone is going to cry out in my place. If I don't preach this and preach it with fervency, if I don't teach it to everybody that I come in contact with, somebody somewhere in the rubble of this world, just like in Nehemiah's day, they're going to cry out. Somebody just like those who were crying out when Jesus came in to Jerusalem on that donkey. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to cry out. What are you worried? Here's what I'm worried about. They will take my place. So I don't want a stone taking my place in praise and worship and preaching and living for God. I, I, I got it covered, Lord. I got it. Hallelujah. 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 If I didn't do anything else today, I hope I created a bunch of questions. We love questions here talking to the guy about the Godhead once and he said no 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 we don't we don't we don't go there really well you know what that made me do I re- that made me really want to go there we don't go there in other words in other words some ancient Tertullian or somebody back in there some guy that we can't pronounce his name oh he had it all figured out and he's smarter than I am no I don't think so I want to look at what he, why he thought that. I read what he's got to say, but, but no, it's not off the table. If I could create again, if I could create a hunger, Amen. Tell me more about it. And you know what? I think we're all secure enough to say, you know what? Nah, I don't want. I don't, it's, it's okay. It's all right. I'm gonna lay it out there, and guess what? It's your decision. I've never held a gun on anybody, made them get baptized yet. 
never done. I'm not going to start, but I am going to preach it to you. I'm going to show you a bunch of scriptures. Hallelujah. I've had folks, I've had folks that didn't do it and didn't want to do it and thought I was nuts. I laughed about Morel Cornwell. He claims to be the number one Bible study teacher in the world. Now, I don't doubt him. Amen. Nobody knows this, but he gets to talking about it. His first Bible study, and Morel Cornwell is a college graduate, you know, very smart, all the way through high school, close to a genius. But I've got my thoughts about that. But I laughed when he said his first home Bible study, he's so excited. The guy kicked him out of the house. Get out of here. <laughs> in the next Bible study, they kicked him out of that one. I don't know how many he got ran. So, so hey, there have been people that said, ah, no, nah, no, nah, we're accepting that. But, but thank God for the people that we taught and said, hey, look at this. Look at this. And they said, when can we do it? Like the Ethiopian eunuch when Philip joined himself to him. He said, what are you reading? I'm reading Isaiah. Oh, that's all they had back then. He said, do you understand what you're reading? Reading about, he's reading about a lamb, amen, that was taken to the slaughter. Guess who that is? He asked Philip to join with him, and guess what Philip did? Philip preached Jesus to him. Well, how did he do that? Well, that's who the lamb was. And apparently, Philip must have said something about baptism in that preaching. Because the Ethiopian said, as they moved along in the chariot, he said, here is water. What doth hinder me? Now, for some of your sake, it doesn't say if it was running water or an old stagnant pond. To me, it doesn't matter. It was water. It served as a grave, a watery grave. Here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And, and Philip and the Ethiopian went down into the water. Now, you know, there's a, there's a uh, Greek scholar down in Lake Charles, Louisiana. He's dead now, but I've talked to him before. But I heard him say this. In that chapter 8 of Acts, it didn't say that he baptized him in Jesus' name in the King James Version. Amen. But this guy said he went under guard to the original manuscripts he said I knew what it was I knew what it said but I just wanted to read it myself and it's under glass and yes you're right he said in that eight and the original it said that Philip baptized that Ethiopian in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I, I was excited to hear that myself even though I knew it was there hallelujah folks this is truth Amen. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I'm glad I'm free. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands one more time. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Amen. Don't forget, don't forget, hot dogs back here. Stop by. Oh, yeah, by the way, by the way, have Connie and Bobby here. Some of you, several of you have asked about the farm eggs, all this natural stuff. You like this? Uh, listen, I, I, they didn't ask. In fact, they were very reluctant. But I asked them to come and make that available. If you'd like to buy some of those good brown eggs, we bought some uh, two or three times. And they are excellent. 
and that's this is how they make their living. I know we give away a lot, but this is this is their living. So we want to buy them. If y'all get them ready right after church or pull them out here, I feel like there'll be several people that'll buy those eggs and whatever else they got. Amen. Wonderful place, beautiful place that they have. I've stopped by two or three times. And uh, oh, I want some of that soap too, that goat goat's milk soap. And so, okay, all right. Hey, don't forget, we want to do this and bless these people. Amen. They're good enough to bring that. And so see what they got and give them some money. God bless you. Shake hands. And don't forget the hot dogs back in the back. Stop by and get a hot dog or two or three. God bless you in Jesus' name.